All right, what's going on, y'all? We back at it again, starting that faith the podcast. We got another very, very special guest on the line today. Uh, my big bro, man, uh, one of the most humble guys I've came across, and you know he's been the same way throughout his whole entire career before Audit Success. Current professional basketball player in Israel's winter league, Dayton, Ohio native. He came from Thurgood Marshall High School. He also played at Wright State University as well. He's played in the NBA G League, played in Romania. Poland, you know, he's played all over pretty much. Um, ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Joe Thomas into the podcast. Joe, how you feeling today, bro? I'm blessed, bro. I appreciate the introduction, and I'm happy to be here with you, little bro. Let's sure, get you already know. Um, so you're currently in Israel, you know, playing in the winter league, a very respected league. You know, a lot of talented players that went through the it's through the Israel's um, winter league over the years. How's the season currently been going for y'all out there? The season right now is currently is is currently going better than expected. You know, um, I'm not on a high level team in Israel, but I am at a high league in Israel. And what I mean by that, you know, my team isn't one of the highest budget teams out here. We don't have the biggest arena, but right now we're currently in fourth place. Um, I think that that speaks highly of you know the work that I put in and my teammates as well as the coaching. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're not, we're not, well, I'm not satisfied, and I know my teammates not satisfied. With that being said, the season is good, but I feel like it could be better. Right. You know, we beat, we beat a couple of the top dogs early in this, not early in the season, but a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm anxiously excited about what's, what's going to happen next mm-hmm. here in the season. For sure. You know, like you said, y'all have had a lot of respected, uh, teams in that lead. I know Maccabi uh, Tel Aviv is one of them. I think y'all actually knocked them off. Did y'all knock them off? Um, a few yeah, yep, yep, yeah, we yep. knocked them off. Yep. We beat them this season. For sure. So definitely, that's, a, uh, that's a good team. That's a good team yeah, over there, too. Most definitely. Also in the yearly, too, for those who, those of y'all who didn't know. Um, so, you know, his team is definitely playing very well out there. Like you said, fourth place in the standings and everything. Um, one thing I respect about Joe is that, you, you know, it seems like every single season from high school to pro you consistently leveled up, you know, consistently got better over the years It's coming, you know, it's definitely paying off. You know, you've had a lot of success in your pro career right now. Um, how's the basketball journey been for you? And, you know, for any young listeners, what does it take to amount to that success that you've had over the course of your career? Well, one thing that I will say, the question I like that you ask is when you said that every year I've leveled up and man, I just try to predicate myself uh, myself and my game every day on getting better. Mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer in getting better in every aspect. And you know that, mm-hmm. Jay, you've been in the gym with me, <laughs> yeah. you know, in, in multiple gyms, plenty of times. You know my approach to the game and my approach to the game is the same way as my approach to life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I kind of let them go hand in hand and every day I try to just get better. And it starts with the little things, you know, the little mm-hmm. things they eventually you're going to get out what you put in. And I'm a firm believer in that. So me, I had to work a little bit harder than everybody else. Nothing was ever given to me easy. In high school, I was I was young. I didn't really start varsity to junior, my junior year. Mm-hmm. So I just always had a chip on my shoulder. You know, every single day I, I wanted to get better. And I, I, it's like I had so much to prove to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, I'm at ease with it. I don't have anything to prove to anybody but myself because at the end of the day, I'm my own worst critic. Right. If I can take myself, the you know, the if I can take all of the beatings and stuff that I give myself and what anybody else has to say, it doesn't 
it doesn't phase me. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the approach that I have about getting better, bro. Right. And that's, I mean, that's a great thing too, that you share that, you know, you play with a chip on your shoulder and that's the mindset going into, you know, practices and games and stuff like that. Because, you know, I feel like that's important because you, you know, you also say you're at a place where, you know, you just compete with yourself, but I also feel like it's important to have that chip because that's something that's going to keep you motivated, keep your drive up. Um, For sure. Being a competitor, exactly. fierce one, 100%. Yep. And just, you know, just trying to be the best version of yourself each and every day. You know, yeah, something... We don't... We don't we... My fault, bro. Go ahead. Oh, no. Nah, go ahead. You good. I'm just saying, like, we... A lot of times, we get limited. Like, people mm-hmm. put these limitations on us at a young age. Right. And we're so young and naive, and we don't really know any better. So, now, like, you can't do this, and you can't do that, and mm-hmm. you can't do this. Me, bro... Growing up, I was like, why can't I? You know what I mean? Like, who said that I can't be as good as him? Who said I can't be better than him, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's just the approach that I always had. I never let nobody put no limits on me. And and still to this day, Mm -hmm. I don't let anyone put any limits on me on the court, off the court, because we can do all things, bro. Mm -hmm. And our creator told us that. So, you know, anything else that anybody has to say is irrelevant. It's a opinion, but it doesn't really hold any weight. Mm-hmm. If you don't let it, you know what I mean. If you don't, yeah. if you don't let it, if you don't let it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I like that a lot too. Um, you know, you've been through, you know, those phases of overcoming adversity in your career. You know, you had a lot of success at Rice State, um, coming straight off of, out of JUCO, um, but went undrafted in 2016. How was the process maneuvering through that? You know, making your way to the G League, <laughs> and how has faith been used within that whole process? You know, a lot of guys when they don't get their name called, when they don't get you know, what they expected to get right away. They start to get discouraged, start to get down themselves. So, like, how did you prevail through those type situations? So, me, like, personally, it was a little bit different for me, Jay, because out of high school, my goal was to be, you know, to get to a Division One. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of felt like I'm already two steps behind. Right. With that being said, I had to grind a little bit harder, mm-hmm. focus a little bit more, and I had to put more emphasis in the classroom right, to right. even get to the NBA, bro. Right. There's no JUCO kids coming out to the straight to the NBA. You know what I mean? So yeah. I had to grind a little bit. But with that being said, um, in junior college, bro, I played really well. And I ended up being an All-American, mm-hmm. a, a D1 All-American. So I had I was committed to Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. I had Memphis. I had Arizona State. I had all the big schools. But mm-hmm. at that time, God had blessed me with, you know, my I had a son. A two-year-old, mm-hmm. I was already two, three, like, no, I'm sorry. I was already, like, eight, nine hours away in Missouri going to school while my little Joe was in Ohio. So right. I talked it over with some of my coaches, some of my people. I talked it over with my girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. And the best decision was for me to go back home to Rice State. I went there. I played well. I feel like I didn't really get the boogie how I wanted to because mm-hmm. of the, the offense, but at Rice State, bro, I learned so much discipline. I learned structure. Right. I learned how to, you know, do the little things to get me to the bigger picture. Right. That's the right. type of coach that I had. So I had to like limit my game a little bit. So the NBA was a far fetch away. So mm-hmm. honestly, bro, I signed an agent. I went overseas and, and within my first two months overseas, I'm not going to say I lost faith, but I'm like, I can't be over here, bro. Right. 
So from like August to I think the G League, I think like the G League draft is maybe like October 30th. Mm-hmm. I was overseas, away from my babies, away from everything that I love, really trying to figure out, do I really want to play this game? You know right. what I mean? Because it would have been easy for me to give up. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, nah, I got an opportunity. I graduated from college. I don't want to go back to living where I lived at because you know, you know where we come exactly. from, the west side of Dayton. Yeah. You know. So mm-hmm. um, I'm like, I'm going to give it a chance. So I put my name in the NBA draft. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the NBA G League draft. Mm-hmm. The Lord blessed me, bro, because I got drafted in the second. It's seven rounds in the NBA G League. I got drafted in the second round, and I was probably like the fifth board. I mean, the fifth yeah. guard out of all other guards. So wow. I'm like, okay, like, okay, I got a shot. I got <laughs> right. a chance. So I got, I get drafted to the same team that our big brother Kenny Hayes got drafted to. Word. And Chris Wright. Yep. The, uh, the main red claw. So, so I'm you like, knew, yeah, you okay, knew they like they kids. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, it's some similarities there. Like I said, Kenny went Juco just like I went Juco. He went to a mid major like I went to a mid major. So mm-hmm. at that point in time, I'm like, I'm watching my big bro do it. I'm like, yeah possible you know like it's possible like i said like we talked about earlier not having no limitations i got the proof right in front of me now so i know that it's possible Mm -hmm. so i'm seeing kenny do it i'm seeing chris do it i'm seeing all the older you know experienced established guys they they they, they've been to the same place that i'm in Mm -hmm. so i get there bro and i make the g league team it's probably like 18 guys i think it was like a 10-man roster Mm -hmm. i make the 10 i take i make the 10-man roster a little bro I'm out there Crazy. with guys that's in the league right now. Like, I can name five, six guys in the NBA right now that was on my G League team. And I'm out there in the mix with them. Right. You know, practice, practicing in Boston, in a in a locker room with Isaiah Thomas. Like, like mm-hmm. just, I'm around the NBA game. So, I'm, in my head at that time, I'm thinking, like, I'm here, you know. Yeah. Like, I, I had to go through a lot of trials and tribulations to get here. But, you know, the Lord, this is what he blessed me with. So Exactly. At that time, I'm thinking everything is all good. And, you know, just like with life, mm-hmm. as soon as you you on track, something knock you off. And a guy um, named Demetrius Jackson, he got sent down from the the Celtics to the main red club, the G League. Mm-hmm. So when, they, when he got sent down, bro, I didn't even have an opportunity to play. Mm-hmm. They waved me right away, mm-hmm. you know, like right away. So, and I still didn't lose my faith then because I knew, like, well, if I was good enough to make this team, then all I have to do is get in the gym where somebody else sees me. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like somebody else has to see me. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, I wasn't blessed with an opportunity until the end of that season. So that whole my whole first year of being a professional, bro, I went from Romania to the G League to mm-hmm. Dayton to back being in Dayton, Ohio, playing with a semi-pro team, mm-hmm. and that all happened in one year. Then that that next year. You know, like, I don't know what it, I know who it was and I know what it was now, but mm-hmm. it was just the Lord just blessing me. You know, like, I, I was prospering each step. Each step mm-hmm. is what I needed for my growth development. Right. You know, physically and mentally. So he took me through all that to, I'm saying, to get me where I am right now today. Right, for so, sure. And I, I think I that's, I think that's important too that you, you know, trusted that whole process and just, and just trusted the path that God had you on too. Cause it's like, you could have easily given up, like when times got tough, when times got hard. You could have easily said, like, man, forget this. Like, I'm about to be done hooping. Like, ain't nobody trying to call my name. Like, you know, I'm back in Dayton right now. You know, ain't nothing really working. But, you know, you continue to put in that work. You continue to trust and believe, you know, that he had more for you. Like you said, if he brought you there and you was playing on the floor with, 
you know, those top dogs coming out of your situation, you know, coming from a major and stuff, it's like you could play anywhere for real. Yeah, you um, could play anywhere. Like, literally. you could believe anything. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. being in the locker room with them guys and just seeing what they do, you know, they routines. Because, you know, where I come from, I don't really get, like, we don't really be around mm-hmm. a lot of pros. Right. It's a limited select few of pros and they're all older than us right they're all older than us from my age it's two pros it's me and deontay hawkins everybody else they Mm -hmm. older you know what i mean so we don't get the we don't get the perks of being around to to, to see like this is how you train your body right this is how you prepare for a game this is how you treat your mental after a game you know we don't really get those things and being Mm -hmm. a professional athlete you need those things all the time like you need them to be successful so it was about like just I had to learn myself. I had to learn myself. But with that being said, you know, it's it's all good. It's all part of the game. It all shapes you out to the man that you will be one day. Right. In fact, you know, a lot of those, you know, same principles and everything that you learned, um, you know, before you got overseas, you know, you've been able to apply it to that whole transition of playing, you know, a few seasons overseas, getting a few seasons on your belt. What has personally been the biggest adjustment for you spending time across the waters, um, you know, playing, you know, like being away from your family from time to time? I know you usually get them out there, you know, as much as you can, um, you know, the culture, difference of playing. Like what's been the biggest adjustment for you up until this point? Uh, I'm going to start off with the culture because the culture is definitely it's a it's a different culture. Mm-hmm. It's a culture shock. Yeah. You know, and you can let it make you or you can let it break you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I know some guys that lost opportunities because they wasn't mentally tough enough to sustain the mental toughness you need of being overseas. Right. Because it's not just all peaches and cream, you know, like some people think that it is. Now, you mm-hmm. are living a good lifestyle. You know, you are. And you do have some perks, but at the same time, you know, if you a man of word and you a man of your family like I am, mm-hmm. which leads me to your next question. Like, my biggest thing is not having my family over here. Not mm-hmm. being able to wake up to my babies and be a father and, a, you know, a husband. Like, mm-hmm. those those things, a brother, a sister, a son, like, those things are the things that I miss the most, you mm-hmm. know, because I feel like I'm. you lose you lose out on so many relationships yeah. and different times of pe- people's lives. So, you know, like it's, it's critical. The time is the only thing that we can't get back. And, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's critical that we don't take advantage of that. Like we need to know that, like you can't buy time is right. what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So I would say my biggest thing, um, my biggest adjustment would be not having my children. You know, not being a father each and every single day. Because when I'm at home, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a dad 24-7. You know, that's what us overseas dads do. Like, when we go home, we we locked into being mm-hmm. fathers. And, you know, brothers and sons and husbands. And mm-hmm. We miss those things. Those are the, those are the most important things. Right. Basketball is t- it's temporary. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you, and if you, if you can't see past that, then you stuck in the present. And, you know, that's not a good way to be, but that's your perspective of your life. Right. Most definitely. But, um, you know, I definitely believe, you know, your kids, are, even though they're young and everything, they definitely appreciate, you know, you making all these sacrifices for them. Because at the end of the day, you know, as I know for you and know what type of man you are, you know, you just doing this for them, doing this to make sure they good, you know, while also getting your career, um, you know, in the worst and establishing and everything like that, too. So, you know, I definitely... You know, they definitely appreciate it and respect it, too. They already don't already. I, um, I had them out. I had a chance to have them out here in Israel, mm-hmm. man, for a couple months. And, yeah. bro, they, they, they loved it, man. Yeah, so, that's a blessing. Know, just moving, for, moving forward, 
I don't know, little Joe, he might grow up overseas. You right. know, I've been doing my research. There's a lot of pros that have been overseas with these pops the whole time. Yep. So Exactly. Nah, for real though, man. They um if you got a if you had a chance to get your your babies or just, you know, whoever is meaningful to you and and, and your peace of mind and your place and your kingdom mm-hmm. and you know, they get to see how you really are at your happiness, bro, that's what really make you being rich. You right. know, not no money. Not no materialistic, it's the little things, you know, like right. that that that's what means something to you. Facts for sure. You know, Joe is also respected by, you know, the community of Dayton. Um, he's done a lot of work just within a lot of young kids, whether it be through other pros camps, you know, just, you know, giving back and helping now and assisting other professionals we currently have in the city of Dayton. You know, you also had your first camp in 2019. How important has it been for you to be able to give back to the community? You know, you spent a lot of time in it. First of all, I appreciate you for pulling up on me because you pulled up to the camp. Oh, yeah, for sure, uh, yeah. And all of that. So that's real. That That's like, I, I appreciate that, little bro. For real. I think giving back to the community is pivotal, bro. It's mm-hmm. so pivotal right now for us as young black leaders to mm-hmm. give back and show our young, our youth that you don't have to be like everybody else. You don't have to do mm-hmm. what they tell you to do, like... Especially if you want to be a sport, a sportsman. Like I listened to your interview with Kenny, mm-hmm. and Kenny broke it down to the T. Like, mm-hmm. especially in sports, like if you put in the work and you grind, right. and you got that attitude and that mentality that you will not fail, bro. You, you will anything. not fail. Yeah, you will not fail. But you know where we come from. Once again, it's a stigma. Mm-hmm. Stigma on us. Like we gotta have the right surrounding cast around us and you know that's what i'm trying to get back to the youth you know like mm-hmm. this summer i'm putting some stuff together you know i want a foundation i want to get back to the camps i'm looking at all of the older guys and it's not even like i'm competing with them but i just mm-hmm. want to be a part of the change i want to feel like i did my part right of, i made somebody that you feel me mm-hmm. Like somebody, I, I don't care about no dollar. I don't care about none of that. I just want the young boys and girls to know that you can come from the projects. You can come from a single parent home. You can come from welfare. Mm-hmm. You can come from all of that because I did. No, like, I, and I'm not embarrassed to say, like, mm-hmm. none of that. Where you come from, it makes you who you are. Exactly. And I still carry that same mentality today. Like we talked about at the beginning, bro. Like, mm-hmm. I'm grateful for everything that I come from. I come from a messed up situation, bro. Mm-hmm. Where my mom, she tried her hardest and my pa. I had both my parents, but it was still tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, like, for all, for all the young kids out there, I'm just, I want to encourage y'all to be great, you know, mm-hmm. better than good. Right. So, I'm, I'm on, I'm on that type of time, you know, we need to speak up as young leaders. For sure. And be responsible for the next generation. You know, mm-hmm. I got my son coming up. I got my daughter coming up. So, it wouldn't be right for me not to do my part, but expect change in the world. Right. That's being a hypocrite. That's being a hypocrite. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I want to buy by them rules. Most definitely. You know, that's that's a good point. You, uh, you know, you made as well as far as like, you know, doing your part. Like you said, we done had a lot of great talented guys come through the city of Dayton. And, you know, it's always a blessing for the younger kids when they could see the big dogs, yeah. you know, the guys who've been there and done that, like give back to the community, actually be in the community too. something that you've been able to do over the course of your career. So, you know, definitely respect you for doing that for sure. Um, last thing, you know, there's a um, it's a picture before. A picture of you before pretty much every game that you um play. 
Um, you know, you got one knee on the ground praying and, you know, like we talked about it before the podcast, I think that's a very powerful photo that's being captured as you every single game. Um, you know, cause you taking time out before the game to give that glory to God, you know, just have that conversation with God, you know, before you actually step on the court and play that game. Um, what kind of, you know, started that, like talk a little bit about that and what kind of, you know, made you want to take that knee before every single game and, you know, start, start the game off with prayer and everything. Um, because I appreciate you for noticing that, brother. Hey, sure. That's meaningful too. You know, a lot of people, they, they skip over that. A lot of people give glory to God when God is good. Mm-hmm. But me, I gave, God was giving glory to the most high when it was bad for me, you know? So mm-hmm. before every game, you know, I prayed. Like, like I told you in the beginning, I, I apply that to my lifestyle and my basketball. Like it go hand in hand. I pray at nighttime. So why wouldn't I pray before I go to work? You know right. what I mean? So I, I'm just a firm believer and you know, I wouldn't be here without the Lord. And mm-hmm. that's a fact. You feel me? It's not like I'm the most holy guy, you know, cause I make my wrongs like everybody else. But mm-hmm. when it comes down to giving glory and understanding that who the creator was and I wouldn't be here, I wouldn't have the health that I have. I wouldn't have the health that I have or the wealth that I have if it wasn't for him. So mm-hmm. that being said, I just I just give glory to him. I praise him and I ask for abundance of energy. Right. You know, it's something that I've been doing since college, bro. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't do it for I don't do it for a picture either. You know, it's funny mm-hmm. now that people take pictures of me doing it. You know, it's cool, but whether I lose, win, or draw, bro, I'm saying my prayers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I did, I just believe in it. And, uh, you know, as long as he guided me, I can go no wrong. I can do no wrong. So Most definitely. that's kind of my meaningful. That's, that's kind of my ritual before a game. And I get pumped up, you know, yeah. get pumped up, bro. I get pumped up, get ready to go out there and dominate. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, like I said, it's a very powerful thing. You know, it's also, you know, I'm pretty sure, you know, the younger guys you got, um, following you and just watching, you know, what you do it. I will hope that, you know, it inspires them to do the same. And, you know, even if it's not like right before the game, you know, even, you know, if it's in the locker room or in the car mm-hmm. on the bus on the way to the game too. So, you know, I definitely appreciate yeah. you for, um, you know, doing that and, yeah. you know, taking, taking your time out to be able to do that stuff too. Um, that actually wraps us up for this episode of podcast. Is there anything that you want to leave the fans with today? I just want to say thank you both for allowing me to be on your show. Sure. All my followers and listeners, bro, I'm a, you know, I'm trying my best to, 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 to entertain y'all. Hopefully y'all, y'all, y'all rocking with me. Sure. Um, let, let's create change for the future. You know what I mean? Let's create change. Let's do some powerful things together. Most definitely. Yeah. Like I said, definitely appreciate you, uh, taking out the time getting on the the podcast and everything so you know god bless you joe god bless you and the rest of your season and um you and yours bro all love i love you jay appreciate you we appreciate you for listening to our podcast be sure to subscribe to us and visit our website at www.ufaithhoops.com also be sure to add us on all social media platforms at ufaithhoops